Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. It has been a fantastic evening and we really, really needed that win after a long spell out after 17 days. And to help me talk about our 3-0 win over Coventry City, I've been joined by Nick Holton. Hi, Nick. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. You've picked a good one, haven't you? Got a good one. Happy to be here. <laughs> a very good one. And I've also been joined by Eric. How are you doing, Eric? Yeah, good, thanks. You, you know, Nick, you have to join every single one now until we lose, yeah? <laughs> On the streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, just looking at that game, we made one change tonight with Aluko dropping out and Elise coming in. Any surprises about that one, Nick? No surprises, really. It's our best lineup with the injuries. Uh, I think Aluko's actually done quite well this season in the games he's played, but... Elise walks into the team with Swift, without Mate, Elise Swift, Ajari is the, is the main attacking three behind Jao, really. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with that, can you, Eric, really? No, absolutely not. And you think uh, the front four is uh, probably up there with some of the best in the division, you'd say, wouldn't you? It's uh, certainly, yeah. um, you, you feel a lot more confident with, with those four out there than um, when one of them or two of them are missing. Yeah, it's just so much creativity between the four of them, really. And I mean, Mate's got goals in his game, but he's a different kind of player. It's they're an exciting four to have compared to other chances. No, no, totally. But, yeah, um, no. I mean, you look at the backup that we've got now. We've actually got some depth, haven't we, in some areas, which we were really lacking with all the injuries that we've had. But we start off the game, and I've got to say, Coventry in that first half were pretty impressive. You could say that we didn't start that well, but they had a great chance from O'Hare. From a poor bit of play from Tom Holmes there, Nick. I mean, we were lucky that Raphael makes a save, but O'Hare should probably score there, shouldn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got to put that away. He's pretty much got a whole goal. I think Tom McIntyre's done a good job covering him and just putting him off a bit. And Raphael's made a good save. Uh, you get taught at school not to play across your own box. Tom Holmes is young. He's you know He can probably still remember school. So he should be he should be doing better there. I think messing around at the back a few times tonight was a bit risky. And if we'd gone behind... Would we have turned it around? I'm not so sure. Yeah. No, no, I certainly the first goal was massive and it has been in so many games that we've had mm. this season. I don't know whether it's something about the kind of constant turnover of games and the lack of time in between them. But kind of like, then Coventry have another chance, a free header there for in the from the corner set piece there, Eric. I mean, really, if you're a Coventry fan, you'd be really frustrated that you haven't scored from one of those opportunities. Yeah, especially that second one. I think that's the the best chance of the game, apart from maybe Bulldogs' chance later on. Um, you'd be desperately disappointed if you're Coventry. You think you've started well, you nearly scored one, and then you get the the, the sort of obvious chance. It's a header from only a few yards out, and it goes just wide. Luckily for us, um, if it, if it was you know the other end and and Michael Morrison's at the end of that, you expect him to score. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. <sighs> That's the thing, isn't it? Maybe that's the difference between why we're in third position as we're speaking right now. Just that quality to be able to take those chances. And there's no better example than John Swift setting up Lucas Jow with their first opportunity. And he just completely dominates them, Nick, doesn't he? Just bullies Dominic Hyam, the ex-Reddick. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a bit of a beast, isn't he? Jow is an animal. He, he could handle two or three of them at once, I reckon. Mm. But... Like you said, it is that quality. Coventry played some really good stuff tonight. Maybe a bit sloppy in the second half, but that quality for us was what got us the goal and uh, allowed us to sort of kill the game in the second half. 
yeah, it's great to see that kind of quality there because we've lacked it for so many years. And now we've got Lucas Jow back in the team, Eric. I just still feel so much more comfortable going into games. Yeah, I mean, he's the, he's one of the best strikers in the division, no question. I'm, um, I'm surprised there's not been any shouts of any Premier League clubs looking at him or anything like that. But I'm guessing our owners have probably said firm no if there was. But... You know, I think the, the the real encouraging thing for me is that that second half we were we were comfortable. You know, we've had a few games where we've wanted to needed to hang on, but in that second, obviously, it was helped by a great start to the second half. But um, I, I think it's progress the fact that we were actually able to just see the game out without really being under threat of ever losing the game or even drawing. So positive for me. Yeah, massive positives, and the fact that we've got through the game quite comfortably, but. We've got to talk about that magnificent dummy by Ovi Ajaria for the second goal. He meant that, Nick, didn't he? Come on. Yeah, he had a game today, so I wouldn't yeah, he did mean that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's missed the ball, which has probably actually set up Rinomoto for a better chance. Uh, the free ball by Elise was good play. Strength from Jow to turn his man and just good vision as well to pick out Ajaria, although he's missed the ball. It reminded me of the Lafondra goal against Newcastle in the Premier League. I think yeah. it was Akpan missing the ball. It's just <laughs> completely reminiscent of that. It was, a, it was a really good bit of play, actually, early on in the game. And as Eric's already touched on, it, it's made the second half a whole lot easier. Yeah, on his 100th appearance as well, and on his left foot, yeah. which is amazing, isn't it? You wouldn't expect that. And I did like the fact that maybe Josh Lawrence was um, uh, giving his uh, boot, his left foot, a bit of a clean afterwards, because yeah. it's very rarely used that one for shooting, isn't but, it? Fully deserved as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it reminded me of, he did score a really good left-footed goal against Norwich, didn't he, Rinomo? Yes, he did. So, yeah, 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 last he's, minute. He's got, I think, four goals in 100 appearances and two of them, I don't know what the other two were, but two of them at least on his left foot, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'd take that. I mean, at this point, we were really on top, but Coventry did have an opportunity after that, which Raphael makes a good save from, from a set piece, doesn't they, Nick? I mean... You'd expect Raphael to save that one, really. Yeah, I think Ostergaard, I think it was, he had three of their best chances. Mm. I, I can't remember all three of them, but he had that chance we were just talking about there. He had the chance he spoke about in the first half, ahead of wide. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it was a good stop. It was more or less straight at him, but he reacted well to it. Uh, if they get back in the game there, maybe a bit of a different story. But uh, I think 2 0 up, just going on to kill the game with the counter attack and football we play, with the quality we've got in the attack. The, the save was important, but I think it set us up to go on to win that 3 4 5 nil. really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, kind of like if he lets that one in, it would be a little bit disappointing. But then we kind of like have the moments which really kill off the game completely for Coventry City. The red card, but the first of all, there was the foul on Michael Elise on the edge of the Coventry City area. Little bit of a worry there, Eric, by the way he went down and was holding his shoulder. Yeah, we, we've got history with that, haven't we, as well? So uh, <clears throat> I was certainly worried. Um, I, I think the positives that you can try and take is that, one, he didn't go straight down a tunnel. Two, he was putting an ice pack on it, which you're hoping then is some sort of impact um, injury or something like that. But the fact that he's not gone straight down a tunnel suggests that uh, hopefully, he's hopefully he's okay. Yeah, he looked okay sat there in the stand, didn't he, uh, Nick? It's always weird seeing the players sat there still. It's, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably precaution. I think he had a bit of cramp as well, didn't he, at the same time. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see him rested to the bench at the weekend. But, yeah, I don't think he's too injured, hopefully. But we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be fine. But then we come on to another bit of skill from Ijaria from McFadden gets his second yellow card. He knew he was going to get sent off. Both of them, he couldn't argue with Eric. It was just a completely blatant second yellow card, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an easy as an easy decision as you're going to get as a referee. Those two yellow cards, you know, he McFadden is is kind of taking one for the team twice, as it were, because Elise probably scores the first time round, Ijaria, or he squares it to Joao for the for the second red card. And uh, and it was quite far out, to be fair. So mm. you think, OK, he's taking one for the team. We're not going to score from it. And he gets a red card. But definitely, definitely an easy decision. But it, it stemmed from kind of really sloppy play. They had a few times, didn't they, where they, mm. they passed it around the back, a bit like Holmes did in the first sort of few minutes. They, they did that a few times tonight. And I think that um, killed the game for them, really. And uh, obviously, yeah, with a free kick that far out, you're not expecting the opposition to score. But then Johnny Swift steps up, doesn't he? And none of us expected that, Nick. I mean, if you were going to say, is that going to be a goal? You'd be a brave man to say that's going to go in, wouldn't you, from that far? Yeah, it was just wow factor, wasn't it, <laughs> having Swift to do that? He's 35 yards out to the left of the of the box. He's, he's not central at all. Um, I was hoping he would actually take the earlier one, which Elise sort of wasted. Mm. Uh, but he, he had that one. He knows he's just about to come off. And as soon as he's lining up, you know he's going to hit that. I think Aluko probably fancied whipping it into the box. But Swift knows he's coming off for Samedo and he's, he's just he's just smashed it in, hasn't he? And it's because <laughs> of he still looks like he's got no chance at all, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's completely called the goalie out, Nick, hasn't he? He, he yeah. was as kind of unprepared as we were watching it. Yeah, he's hit that with pure precision. Uh, Keeper's side, it's, it's moving and he's just perfected it. What a player to bring back into the squad now. Obviously, he played the last game as well, Bergen's Luton, and he's been playing against Huddersfield. But you think, a player of that quality, he's one of the best midfielders in the championship. And now we've got him, and we can hopefully keep him fit for the rest of the season, Eric, because he's going to be essential for us. Yeah, and you think also he's, he's almost had the perfect kind of way back into the team. He played a couple of games, then we've had this really long break where he's been able to rest and then tonight, he's he's actually played quite well. And um, obviously, the goal will get him some confidence. Uh, and then as soon as he scored the goal, we've been able to take him off because the game was was dead. So um, I think, obviously, we've got to kind of nurture him uh, along a bit. He's had a, a few injuries over his time at Reading. Um, um, like you say, if he stays fit and he stays in the team, um, it's going to give the manager some selection problems, isn't it? When when Mate comes back, because then you're also thinking about his goal scoring, what he adds to the team. Um, you're also thinking about Elise, or Elise, sorry, and um, and how he's been playing. So, you know, it's a good problem for the manager to have if we can get the players back fit and, and keep them fit. I did love the fact that Panovic take him off straight away after he scores the goal. I mean, that's kind of lovely, isn't it? You're 3-0 up, you take one of your best players off, it's like, no, yeah. I can just go now. Just going to have a sit down. Was, then I think it was planned it. before the free kick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I'm sure I saw Samago <laughs> getting ready. Um, maybe Swift kind of knew his time was up and thought that maybe that played a part in why he, he had a go. But yeah, yeah what, a, what a way to say, uh, to, to, to top his game off. Because he, he actually played well as well uh, overall in the rest of the game. Yeah, well, magnificent assist for the first goal as well. So Lucas Jow has still had a lot to do, but really good. But Tete came on in that game as well. And I think he looks like a really promising young player, Nick. What do you think on him? Yeah, he got 15, 20 minutes today, which was nice mm. to see. He's just turned 18 early this year. Um, he showed some nice touches. I think he played more advanced. I think Samedo actually dropped deeper. 
in, yeah. in this game and Tetek moved forward and he actually set Baldur Cup for his for his one and one, didn't he? And uh should have had an assist really, let's be honest. But I won't go too much on to Bulldog, but yeah. yeah what was going on with that miss there, Nick? I've got to talk about that because he just kind of like, I was hoping he was going to score. Yeah, me too. It was more hope than kind of yeah, thinking. Yeah, he, he, like, he looks like the team of Werner of the championship right now. And it, it, it was a really shocking miss. It's, you know, it, his confidence is just gone, I think. He, he works hard. But in front of goal, he just looks like he's got absolutely no confidence at all. Yeah. Do you think we should be looking to bring another striker in there, Eric? What do you think? In January, um, it's, it's difficult, a tough one. Yeah. yeah, it's very difficult because you don't know what the finances are like behind the scenes. Obviously, COVID is is affecting that. Um, we've also got your your friend Pushcast to come back, so um, it would be difficult to bring someone in because you're you're not going to be able to attract someone in and and sort of guarantee them any game time unless they're a, a player like Mate that can kind of play out wide as well. But then we've already got quite a lot of players in those mm. positions, so. I think it's it, it's going to be quite difficult unless we can find kind of a, a youngster or someone from the lower leagues. And But, you know, we, with the sort of options that you have, you say Puskashau, um, Mate, if he comes back, you're, you're pretty comfortable with the depth there. I think we were just really unlucky that uh, Zhao and Mate, Pushkas were all injured at the same time, you know, before Christmas. One player that we're consistently kind of like linked with for about the last year, it feels, Nick, is... Pedro Mendes, um, he's always being linked with us. I mean, I don't pretend to know much about him, but he would fill that striker role. What do you think? His goal-scoring record is not impressive in the slightest, yeah, is it? I think if we can strengthen instead of Bulldog there, especially Pushkas, Pushkas is fortunately only out for a month, which isn't too bad, but no. if we can get Pedro Mendes in, then it, it would make us stronger. But whoever's going to come in, as Eric said, they're going to have to accept to be on the bench more often than not because our starting 11 sort of picks itself. Yeadham and Moore will probably be the only two who will come into that team today. Uh, but any, anyone who signs will, will literally have to just accept being a bit of a super sub. And I don't think he's played too much at Almeria and it doesn't sound like he's done too well there. But if if he comes in, he offers us a bit more than Bulldog, then we'll, we'll take it, I think. And one manager who can get the best out of young players is definitely Panovic. He's showing it with all the young players that have come in. And maybe one of the big decisions of tonight was actually bringing Estevez on at half time and taking Tom Holmes off. What do you think, Eric? Do you think that improved the position that we had in the second half? I think it maybe made a difference. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, uh, not necessarily in, in the play, right? Tom Holmes was solid enough. He had that one mistake and then he. Um, you know, he wasn't quite a hundred percent. You know, um, probably didn't play as well as he has done. But he, he, you know, he was he didn't do anything majorly wrong other than that um, initial mistake. And I think the the sub was just a factor of the yellow card, right? And it was a bit of a, a an obvious yellow card. Um, and then he kind of had almost a foul that wasn't given afterwards. So you're sort of thinking he's on the brink. And Paunovic obviously protected the. The, the, the 11 men so you know Coventry ended up with the two yellow cards instead of us and you'd have to say yeah right decision and Estevez you know he played 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 okay as well I don't think he had uh, too many things to to worry about and yeah did okay it will be interesting to see talk about the squad as a whole when Yaku Mate comes back Nick I mean how does he does he get back in the team straight away or do you keep with a team that's winning hopefully consistently um it's going to be great option isn't it yeah, it's nice to have that rotation. It's it's a tough call to say if you come straight back in, mm. but you can always rotate at least Swift and Ajaria. 
with Mate, all four of them could sort of rotate there, which gives us options. Uh, Mate just gives us a bit, it's like playing two up front when we're not. It's like a wide striker. It's kind of a unique role. So it, it, I think it depends who we're playing, really. But today it, it fitted in with the three, the three we had. But in another game, maybe Mate would have been more beneficial than, say, at least Swift or Ajari. And uh, maybe a stronger, more physical team, Malcolm Millwall. But it, it will be tough for Panovic to pick his team, his best team, his best lemon. If this was a player final, I don't know who would leave out of the four of them. It's a tough call. Yeah, it would be very tough. I'm just seeing some quotes from uh, Panovic here talk about transfers as we're on that. We've inquired for a couple of Premier League players who could be available on loan. We'll have to wait and see, but we'll continue to knock the door and persevere. He's saying that I think we need depth in the bat line and somebody can make an impact in the final third. So it looks like those are the kind of players that he's going for. It'll be interesting to know where defensively he wants to strengthen, maybe left back with Omar Richards' situation ongoing. I'm, I'm not sure. Where do you think that's going to end up, Eric? Yeah, maybe left back or maybe centre-half if he doesn't quite... Mm believe in in McIntyre and Holmes as a kind of backup option although McIntyre played very well today but yeah I think the thing for me around those quotes is um we're obviously doing very well with third in the league but he's not settling he's not no. saying okay this is what we're stuck with now we're going to go for it he's saying well this is a continuous improvement project we always look to improve the team if we can and if he's looking at Premier League um caliber players obviously there'll be probably squad players in the Premier League but even so that's bound to have a positive impact and could improve us. So, yeah, exciting to hear that. It'd be very interesting to see um, what, who, who they are, obviously, uh, before making a judgment. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so certainly that front four, like Nick touched upon just now, it's it's very hard to, to kind of break into that and replace. But obviously, one or two injuries and then we're down to the bare bones again. I you know, I don't think Paunovic wants to rely on, on Bulldog and um, some of the youngsters, uh, for example. Um so yeah, really good. Good to hear that they they're trying to to do something and push even further. Yeah, sounding optimistic, isn't it, Nick? Because what you want to hear is the club's trying to progress slightly. I know we're limited by COVID and all these situations, but if we could make a little bit of progress, could be the difference between promotion and not. Yeah, we could make a mistake in not bringing anyone in, whether we can mm. or not. I'm not too sure, but if we can, then I think we should do it. We should just grow from where we are. We're seeing the teams below us doing it. I think Stoke have brought in three or four players already. Uh, I think Watford brought in a couple of players. So to compete, if we get injuries again, which may happen, then we could yeah. be in a bit of trouble. I think we should get playoffs this season. But if if we get two or three injuries again and we don't have that extra depth in, out wide or up front, it could come back to bite us. Yeah, totally. I, we just brought up Tom McIntyre there. And he was the other day saying, he didn't use the exact words, but redemption month. And we've started off nicely, obviously getting a win tonight against Coventry 3-0. I've got to say, I think Tom McIntyre is turning into, he's really progressing this season. He had a shaky start against Preston. He had pretty much of a shocker of a game there, didn't he, at home. That was not a game. That Maybe that's the game that will make him, the kind of all the mistakes that he made there, Nick. But he's looking more and more solid as we're going through the season. Yeah, I won't lie, that Preston game is probably one of the worst individual performances I've probably ever seen from a Reading player. Um, and that's, that's no disrespect to Tom McIntyre, because I really was more rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's good on the ball as well, which I really like. But the last few games, he, he came in at left back, and I think that settled him a bit. And since he's sort of moved back into the centre, he's, he's proved himself. So if he keeps that up, then he, he's got a great future at the club, and hopefully he can get him down to a new long-term contract as well. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting to see what we're going to do with contracts, isn't it? Because he's a typical got... sort of young player, isn't he, McIntyre? Where he's not super consistent yet. You can tell he's got the potential, he's got the ability. That Preston game was a complete write-off, but beyond that, so mm. much promise, so much potential, and and yeah, I think he was one of our better players today. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we always have the player at the back who kind of just goes through every single game. Michael Morrison, just don't really notice him. But he has got to be one of the contenders for the player of the season in a way. I know Lucas Jow's going to win it. I know that. It's obvious at the moment. But Michael Morrison is so consistent, isn't he, uh, Nick? He's just, just know what you're going to get from him every single week. Yeah, as you just said, he barely did anything today. He just had such an easy game at centre-back. And there's only a handful of players who have barely had a bad game for Reading. And Michael Morrison, I'll say Andy Yeardon, were the two players that are just solid week in, week out when they play. They've, they've probably had less than a handful of bad games. Uh, he's just such a good championship defender. It's a bit like Casper's Gorks. At championship level, he's just fantastic. and You can't go wrong. But whether he can make that step up, I'm not sure. But at this yeah. level, you, you can't go wrong. He's so solid. Oh. I was just going to say, actually, it's really weird that you brought it up because him and McIntyre reminds me a little bit of Kaspers Gorks and Alex Pierce. You know, one older, experienced player and one kind of younger centre half playing together. And yeah, Morrison is just Mister Reliable, isn't he? He has been this season, played played really well. And what a what a signing that was, by the way, free signing from Birmingham, their captain. And uh, yeah, great great player. Yeah, totally. So we're going to have another game coming up, obviously, on Sunday, yet again on Sky Sports. Um, uh, they do love us. The proximity to the Sky Sports uh, actual centre might be a part of that. The fact is, we are third in the league as well. Maybe that's important. Must remember that, Paul. But how do we think that game's going to go, Nick? It's not going to be as easy as I always say at the Coventry match, but our waveform is absolutely superb. What do you think? Yeah, Preston actually have bad home form now. I think this time last year, they were really good at home and not so great away, and it's sort of swapped over. Uh, they're a funny team. They've got some good players. I don't think they're anything special. Uh, I think we're quite solid. It depends what Reading team turn up, but we're relatively full strength at the moment. So I think whoever gets the first goal will be imperative in this game. If we can just stay tight and nick a goal, Jow's on fire at the minute. Well, he's on viral season. If he if he can score or someone around him can score, then I think we can just go on to win the game one or two nil. But we'll see. They're, they're okay, Preston. On their day, they're a really good team. How do you think it's going to go, Eric? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Preston have been very up and down. Like Nick says, bad at home, really good away. They obviously gave us a, a proper good hiding earlier in the season, so you hope there's no jitters from that. Um uh, on the on the contrary, you kind of hope that they underestimate us a little bit, perhaps from that result that they got earlier in the season. And then, as long as we can keep it solid, you know, with Drow, uh, with Elisa Jari, you've always got a chance to nick a goal. Um, so yeah, it'd be very interesting. Obviously, we have yeah four really big games now coming up. The next four are probably going to make or break our our season potentially. Yeah, I totally agree. The next four games are absolutely huge for us. If we can get results there, we're going to be absolutely fine because I can't see any reason why we can't stay in this championship kind of like top six. And could we push for the automatics, Nick? Or do you think that's a little bit too much of a stretch? I, I think we can. I think it will depend on injuries, a bit of luck, and maybe just getting a couple of bodies in this, this month. But yeah, I think if we can keep players fit, even if we don't get players in, we can definitely push for top two. It's, it's over. I mean, Swansea is strengthening at the minute, actually, and, and Bournemouth have a lot of quality, but I think we've got the, the team to, to cope with it. It's just whether or not we get that luck and maybe a couple of bodies in. 
it's quite amazing we're in this situation, Eric, isn't it? No one predicted the start of the season. No, I, I was probably more pessimistic than most. You know, you get a new manager in. We've said this before on the pod. You get a new manager in a couple of weeks before the season. There's COVID restrictions, so we can't bring him to the country. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And um, didn't necessarily, you know, sign loads of players. Um, so, yeah, above and beyond. It reminds me a little bit of the Yapstam season. You know, we weren't expecting to do too much there either. And we ended up uh, getting to the playoff final. But, yeah, this, those next four games, we've got... Preston, Bournemouth, Stoke and Brentford. So, they're, you know, four teams or well, three of the teams, you know, in and around where we are. So if we can take points off them, that's going to do our chances the world are good. Yeah, I look at that Brentford match coming up and that's going to be pivotal. If we win that game, that will give us so much confidence, Nick. Uh, Brentford, um, yeah. yeah, to be honest, we were half cut when we last played them, half a team. Yeah. And we made up, we, we didn't help ourselves, we made mistakes, went 3-0 down, but I didn't think they looked anything too special they're a good side but with our full strength team I think maybe we could have done more damage there so if we can keep players fit for that game and on this run this is a make or break run now and I think if we can get six or seven points out of these games then we can only look up really cool well thank you a lot for listening to the podcast this week it's been a very very enjoyable one to do three nil win third in the league We'll be back with a preview show on Friday for the match against Preston. And it's got to be good, hasn't it, at the moment? So thanks a lot. Cheers.